Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam at WCEV 1450 AM Chicago, and I am your host, Tariq Elamin. Happy Friday, Jumma Mubarak. Uh, this is a this is a great day for the Muslim. This is this is the best day for us. Friday. For anybody that's working a nine to five or Monday through Friday, it's the best day for you because it's you know this signals the weekend. But we're happy to be with you again on another day, another episode of Radio Islam, a live call-in radio program, and we air every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, and we reach the world by streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. Now remember, you can also check out radioislam.com. There you can look at guest bios, programming, previous shows, articles, and more. I continue to mention that the site is under under maintenance, we're adding new content, we're rearranging things, but the site is still up. We want to make sure that is a resource for you. Please check it out. Uh, leave us your comments. As a matter of fact, if you're not following us on Facebook, take a second and do so. Go to Facebook, go to Radio Islam, like our page, leave us a comment, let us know where you're listening from, give us uh, your ideas. We post each new episode, well, the previous day's episode. We post it uh, generally around noon, Central Standard Time. And if you are listening that way, let us know. You know, give us a give us a heads up and, and, and tell us what you think of, of how. Th tell us what you think of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram or Twitter, take a second to do so. We're at the same handle on both of those platforms at Radio Islam USA. And if you would like to Chime into tonight's discussion via phone. Give us a call at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. And remember, we keep our Facebook page open during the broadcast so we can also respond to you if you choose to send us a message that way. So once again, happy Friday, Radio Islam family. We have made it. We've been blessed to see another Another Friday, make it to the end of another week. Uh, for those who are not ending their week, we still hope it's a great day for you. If you're in traffic right now, and Friday traffic is a different kind of traffic than the regular traffic because everybody seems to, to get out uh, and they're on the road and traffic moves a little bit slower, it's a little worse. As a matter of fact, our in-studio guest tonight was a victim of that same traffic. So. They'll be joining us a little bit later on in the broadcast. But I'd like to share something with you because it's important that we always keep the proper uh, perspective, right, as people who are mindful of, of God's blessings, right? It was related. I'll just, I'll give it to you really simple. Our prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace and prayers be upon him, said, none of you truly believes until... He or she wants for their brother or sister what they want for themselves. This, I'm going to say it again, none of you truly believes until he or she wants for their brother or sister what they want for themselves. Now, it's important for us to always keep that in mind, especially 
especially in times when we feel like we're going through challenges, you know, ourselves. Because that type of thinking, that type of focus, it reorients us. It reorients uh, us. It allows us to look outside of ourselves. Um, and even when we're in positions where we're, we're doing well, you know, thing, good things are happening to us. It also, once again, it allows us to look at ourselves and look at those around us, look at those closest to us. So that's the, that's the hadith for the day. That's just a reminder for us, for, for you and for me. Also, I would be remiss if I did not also remind us to keep those who are affected. Uh, it seems like we've been going through just a whirlwind of natural disasters, you know, from Hurricane um, Harvey to uh, now, I think, to, to Maria. Um, we've been, you know, people have been really getting hit hard, been affected very deeply. Uh, and with this latest devastation that's taken place, you know, in Puerto Rico, it doesn't, and maybe it's just me, but it doesn't feel like it's getting the same type of attention, like they, there's the same sense of urgency um, to respond to the needs of the people that have been affected. And, you know, that... You know, it's it's a sad it's a sad uh, sad state. So we pray for those who are affected, who are looking for help, who are looking for relief, and we pray they receive that relief soon. Also, we also want to keep our beloved brother, Ostad, uh, teacher, leader, friend, a uh, real source of inspiration for many, Usama Cannon, in our prayers and our sincere. Do our supplications to God uh, and ask for for His complete restoration. We ask for the for strength. We ask for patience. We ask for resolve for Him and for those closest to Him, those on the periphery, those who've benefited from what He's been able to share, what what, what God has blessed Him to be able to share. We know that it affects. We, it affects uh, those on the periphery different. Even, even, even though folks may feel that it's really, you know, that they may be hitting, hit hard by it, but we know that it affects those closest to him, his family and his closest friends, it affects them in a completely different, uh, in a different way, as well as, you know, him. So, I mean, so we pray for him and we pray for those, uh, for his family uh, during this time. Uh, we also mourn the loss of uh, the distinguished professor, the giant Sharif Bassioni, who, uh, as I, you know, and I have to just, just admit that I really just became, within the past 10 years, really just became aware of the, the magnitude of his work. And someone, someone mentioned, uh, you know, he's, he's basically referred to as the father of of international criminal law. You know, he was single-handedly instrumental in bringing Slobodan Milosevic um, to justice, you know, and bringing attention to the atrocities that were taking place, you know, in Bosnia. Uh, he did work in Rwanda as well. Uh, he did work, um, I mean, his, and not just as an activist, but he also authored you know, I mean, dozens, 
he dozens of books, I believe 45, I think 45 books, but his work has been cited, um, I mean, countless times, you know, he's laid a, a framework, he's laid a groundwork for, uh, for, for international criminal law. And um, he's not somebody that everybody knows about, although everybody should know about him, because his work has, it has touched, you know, so many. So we, we pray that God forgive him any errors or shortcomings and grant him paradise. And we pray for the peace and the, uh, the well-being of his family. So that is, that is where, we, you know, where we are right now. But tonight, uh, we're going to have joining us uh, in studio. We have one of the, we have one of the contestants from the CLGC Youth Expo. She was actually a dual contestant. She, she competed in the Art Expo as well as the Spoken Word, um, as well as the Spoken Word Expo. So she's a phenomenal uh, young artist, phenomenal young lady, uh, just tremendously talented. And we're happy to be able to, to have her in studio with us, inshallah, with, uh, with God's will, very shortly. But... Um, this is uh, Sister Selma Demir. So we're looking forward to her joining us shortly. And remember, when she gets in, uh, you can give us a call, 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. I asked you all last week, I'm going to ask you again, what are your plans for the weekend? I'm going to post it on our Facebook page. What are your plans? What are you, what are you, looking, to, uh, what are you looking to get into? You know, how will you be spending it? Will you and your family be spending time together? Do you have work? Do you have uh, community service uh, efforts that you're, that you're doing? Are you in school? You know, what, what will you be doing with this weekend? Because I think this might be the last weekend with fairly decent uh, temperature, at least in the Midwest. So we're, getting, we're, we're about to get into that fall weather. So this is Radio Islam. And I am your host, Tariq el and we're just so pleased that we're able to get together again on a, another Friday evening. That number, 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with you in just a minute. This is Radio Islam. traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in 88. 
I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Radio Islam now presents Marked in Time with historian Faraz Al-Khatib. Assalamu alaikum and peace be upon you. Today, relations between Muslims and Jews are unfortunately strained. The main problem is of course the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. But these two religions did not always have a history of conflict. In fact, through most of Islamic history, Muslims and Jews were able to work together in stable, tolerant societies. For example, when Muslims ruled in Spain from 711 to 1492, Jews found a refuge unlike any other in Europe. While Jews in Central Europe were oppressed minorities, Jews in Muslim Spain experienced a golden age. They contributed to society as doctors, government officials, and soldiers. In fact, one of the greatest Jewish philosophers of all time, Maimonides, lived and thrived in 12th century Muslim Spain and Egypt. But the good times wouldn't last forever. In 1492, Granada fell to Christian Spaniards. It was the last Muslim kingdom of Spain. With its fall, Spain's Jews fell under Christian control. And just three months later, Ferdinand and Isabella, the king and queen of Spain, ordered the expulsion of all of Spain's Jews. They were, however, welcomed on the other side of the Mediterranean Sea, where Ottoman Sultan Bayezid II welcomed Jewish refugees in the powerful Ottoman Empire. The Spanish Jews thrived in Ottoman lands for hundreds of years, and a Spanish-Jewish community still exists in Istanbul today. So instead of thinking of Muslim-Jewish history as one of conflict, remember the centuries of protection and coexistence that have existed between these two religions. Join us next week when we talk about the experience of Muslims in Spain after 1492. I'm historian Firas al-Khatib with Marked in Time for Radio Islam. See you next week. Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hola, my name is Esperanza. After a tragic incident, I was forced from a life of riches in Mexico to a life of poverty in the United States. My mother has become ill and we have become separated from our family. Now I must work for both of us to try to bring the rest of our family together. My name is Esperanza and I am trying to survive. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Esperanza Rising by Pam Muñoz Ryan. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. My name is Sue Smith. 
I'm 38 and I work at a graphic design company. And the teenage me would tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big sister showed me early on that I could do anything. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back, Radio Islam family. It is Friday. Alhamdulillah. All praise be to God. We are thankful and appreciative of you taking the time to spend with us this hour from 6 to 7 p.m. As we do every day on www.wcev1450.com if you're streaming. And if you're on the AM side of the dial, we're at 1450. So we thank you once again for, for joining us and tuning in tonight. Uh, as always, our number is 312-750-1178, and we are looking forward to Selma Demir joining us in just a few minutes. But before she does come in, I would like, for, I would like to ask, I made mention uh, when we first came on about Puerto Rico and Maria and the response, or the slow response uh, that has taken place, I guess we can say has, is not taking place. So... We know that most of the island right now is without power, except for those that are utilizing generators. Uh, there's also an expectation of heavy rain this weekend. Uh, there are, uh, right now, there seems to be a real disconnect between the supplies that are needed and the distribution of those supplies. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meanwhile, these uh, the, and these are Americans. That's the, and that's the that's the other thing that we seem to um, allow to to escape us. That these are Americans, just as the folks in Houston, just as the folks in Florida, um, you know, needed our our immediate response and received it. There seems to be, there is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, there is. A delay. There is a, a real sense, a real lack of a sense of urgency in responding to, uh, in responding to the the needs uh, and the situation as, as as it is presented itself. So, I'm going to give give you guys, you know, give us some homework, right? And I know homework doesn't sound good on a Friday night, but it's important. Uh, if we don't do this, we need to make sure that we're, we're putting pressure on our government and on, our, on those agencies that are tasked with uh, providing relief to our fellow Americans. So it's not it's not satisfactory. It's not um, it's not appropriate, uh, and it's not and it should not be tolerated. So I'm going to ask the homework is to contact contact your senator. Contact your senator. Uh, and the easiest way to do it, you know, we're in a social media age, is to log on to uh, Twitter or to Facebook and contact them directly uh, uh, through those platforms and, you know, tell them that they've got to they've got to start moving. You know, we can't afford to have people losing their lives, people in, in dire straits because they can't get the the supplies, uh, the things that they need that would be readily available to them were they 
you know, were they here? You know, if this was if this was something that was happening in in Alabama, if there was if it was happening, you know, in Florida, in Houston or anywhere else in the continental United States, this would not be, um, uh, you know, this wouldn't be a topic of discussion. So we don't want to look at this through the, through the worst lens, but let's uh, let's let's do what we can to try to bring some relief to folks. But. I am so uh, grateful after taking that moment. I am so pleased to have uh, Selma Demir in studio with us now. She just walked in. And as I mentioned to you earlier, Friday traffic is always different. Yeah, Friday traffic is always, uh, is, it always brings its own challenges. Uh, so, you know, we're glad that you made it. So, assalamu alaikum. All right, you you made it in. You made it in. Uh, it was rough getting here. Huh? <laughs> it was quite the trip. Yeah. So I actually gave you a little bit of a uh, a short introduction, uh, just letting folks know that you competed. You you entered um, both aspects of the CLGC Youth Expo yes. as an as an well uh, an artist. Uh, I guess a visual artist or a painting? Yeah, like a painter, spoken word artist. Well, I mean, you know, because you got two two different tracks. You did the painting aspect and then you did the performance art. Yeah. The, right, the, the spoken word. So I want to start by asking how long have you, how long, wh when did you start doing which first? Um, I'll start off with the spoken word and the poetry first because um, I've been doing that since I was maybe nine or ten mm -hmm. um, it's just it's been a really good outlet for me um, I found that I've been able to um, empower other young women I'm especially women of color um, Muslim women and I've also been really inspired by poets as well so it's kind of just always been a forever thing something that I've leaned towards in frustration or um, instead of starting a riot I write a poem I just started painting last month I I'm currently in a alternative career academy, and it's a really small school, about 25 students. So what I ended up doing was, now that I'm a senior, I was able to choose an elective, but they didn't have everything um, that a you know, regular high school would have for electives and whatnot. So my really cool assistant principal um, took me to Michael's, we bought a bunch of supplies, and he just kind of said, hey, and I just, I guess I did. So that's kind of where the painting came from. Okay, now listen, Radio Slime family. If you have not seen the work, we have pictures of both of her entries on our Facebook page. One is entitled Ebony, and that is the one with the hair. And the other is Blackistan, and that is the one with the, the gold uh, outlined continent of Africa in the middle of a, a flag. You know what? That is uh, awesome. So we have to, I have to jump right to this. So we're going to just be kind of just bouncing all around. Okay. No so tell us about Blackistan first. Blackistan is a, I, I mean, it's, it's a world that I've created in my mind. Um, trying to balance um, both ethnicities, trying to maintain who I am, um, not only as a young Muslim woman, but as a biracial Muslim woman, it gets really confusing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, a lot of people think 
it's a very touchy subject. Um, but I think being biracial and being different, you kind of learn to cultivate different relationships in different spaces and you just, you really foster healthy relationships, you know? It's just something that happens naturally, but after years of not really accepting it, you kind of just, kind of just accept it, you know? I was, I was always the one who was going to a Muslim school with majority Arab kids and I would show up with box braids and they would be confused. Ask me if it's a wig. Ask me why it feels like that. Mm. Um, it was very, it was very strange to them. It was very different to them. They didn't, they never seen anything like that before. And I hated it. You know, I hated the fact that it's like we have technology, we have the world at our fingertips, mm -hmm. and you fail to recognize that there are different types of people around you. Um, I think that's kind of what hurt the most because there are people who hear experiences that I've been through, um, you know, whether it's being black or whether it's being Kurdish, um, I think people are really surprised. And it, it, it does bother me when they're surprised. Mm. Um, because I, I was forced into understanding that I am different. You know what I mean? I was, but in, in really negative ways. Um, you know, people would ask me questions like, oh, if you're black, then why are your lips so small? Or, oh, I can tell you're black. You got a black nose. You know what I mean? Um, it was just a lot of different comments that were made that I was, you know, at a certain age, I kind of put one and one together. And I'm like, man, I, I guess I am different. And I mean, obviously, there's nothing wrong with being different. Right. It's the trend nowadays. You know, I don't know if you've seen this new trend. It's like squiggly eyebrows. Or it's I'm, just, I'm, it's I'm not I'm not buying that. <laughs> That, and if for anybody that, that embraces it, uh, now listen, Radio Slam family, I know you all are an astute bunch, um, social media savvy, but if you haven't seen this, go to Instagram. That's probably the, the, probably the quickest way. And just put in the hashtag squiggly brows um, or something else. Is, that, is there another name for it right I, now? I think that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> but... Brows. I mean, you know, and, and I'm off a of personal expression, but I don't know how that's catching on. That looks absolutely ridiculous. It's confusing. Yeah. But but you said this painting, it represented like multi, your, 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 uh, all the facets of your identity. Yeah. Um, have you found that art that has been kind of your, your mechanism, your, your platform to, to express those, uh, those identities? It's always difficult because you always have that one person who's like, you're not black enough, or you're not Middle Eastern enough, or you're not Muslim enough. Mm -hmm. So when you're put into boxes like that, you have no choice but to recreate the world in your own imagination. Um, you recreate the world in your own colors mm -hmm. and in your own language. You know, you, you just start to see things differently. And I think that's what people fail to recognize. People think... Um, People think that stereotypes are very, people think stereotypes are accurate. Um, people don't take the youth serious as much as they should. Um, and then on top of that, you know, when you're half black, it's it's always a competition of who's more black or you're not black enough, girl, you're not black, you're just light skin, or you know what I mean? Or why does this Mexican have these braids in her hair? And oh my God, the things I've heard, it gets so exhausting trying to explain to people that I can wear dashiki because my mother's black. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just in different situations you learn how 
you just learn how to cope with it, I think. But art is really, really an interesting way to, you know, create that platform for yourself and for other people because people have come forward and they're like, hey, you know, I'm biracial too. Or, I mean, it's just a lot of different, different ways to handle it. Wow. So really as a, as a way to introduce this, this one thing that I love about art, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a painter by any stretch of the imagination, but I love the idea of being able to transmit an idea or a theme of value through a piece of, you know, through a painting, yeah. you know, through a drawing. And I, I found that really, I, I just thought that that was really a, a powerful uh, piece, especially listening to you talk about it, you know, as an expression of, you know, of dual identities. Um, mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned three different identities, actually. You mentioned one also, the the, the spiritual, the, the religious identity mm -hmm. uh, as well. Um, talk to us a little bit about, a little bit about uh, Ebony, uh, which you kind of touched on a little bit um, already. Um, but. To be honest with you, yeah. Ebony is the black queen I've always wanted to be. Um, Ebony represents a number of things. You know, if you look back at the painting, you see a certain pattern of colors, and each color, you know, represents something different. And I think with being a black queen, um, it comes strength and, you know, learning how to empower others, intellect, class, you know what I mean? Just black excellence all over. So I think. When I started to outline Ebony, I, I thought about how beautiful um, God has created women. And I thought about, you know, all the beautiful things that unfortunately are being, um, I don't know the word for it, not, not fetishized, but, you know, when it comes to different points of beauty, um, people just really take it out of proportion. I think people don't understand. And not only that, but there are certain people um, in this world who don't necessarily, one, they're not born with the natural looks that Ebony may have, but they still try, strive to get there, you know, and specifically with Ebony, I made sure that her forehead came out and I made sure her lips curved. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a lot of people nowadays who are getting, you know, lip injections and, you know, trying to do this and trying to do that and trying to look a certain way and trying to get braids in their hair. And I just think that people are not remembering and appreciating where it came from. So that's basically my piece with Ebony. I think she's beautiful. One of the things that I took from it, right, and this is also one of the beautiful things about art, is that the, you know, the artist has a vision, um, but the, the viewer also it has their own mm -hmm. interpretation. So one of the things that I saw with, with those different layers, with those different colors, you know, radiating from around her, I, I felt like it was a representation of the, the diversity within us, you mm -hmm. know, as a people. Uh, and, and there's no more appropriate, um, there's no more appropriate sign or symbol for a community reproducing itself than, than the woman. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, to speak of, to speak of a, 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 an archetype or a, a particular type or stereotype of what that woman looks like, you know, it almost does it a, those lines to me represented, well, there's, there's variance in that, mm -hmm. you know, 
Uh, so I, I mean, I was really, I was really impressed with it. And if you, you all don't know, Radio Slam family, if you don't know, um, Selma won the the third third uh, third place for the uh, for the Art Expo. Uh, and like I said, she entered two of them. If you'd like to see them, go and log on to our uh, check out our Facebook page. They're both there, uh, and and you know, and it was just so much talent there in the room and so much thought that went into all of the pieces. We were really just really uh, just blown away by what we saw. Uh, we are talking with Selma Demir, artist in every sense of the word. Um, if you'd like to give us a call, if you'd like to ask a question, make a comment, 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. Or feel free to post it on our Facebook page. What we're going to do real quick, we're going to take a short very, very short break, so don't go anywhere. We appreciate you so much for being with us on a Friday Thank you so evening. much for having me. Yes, yes. Well, you know, th that was for you, but it was also for them, too. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be back in just a moment. This is Radio Islam on WCEV 1450 AM. is hard on every member of the family, but your family is not alone. If you're struggling with your mortgage, there is help. To learn about the government's Making Home Affordable program, visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE to speak to a HUD-approved housing counselor. It's free of charge. Visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE today. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, NeighborWorks America, and the Ad Council. And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Welcome back, Radio Islam family, to another episode of Radio Islam, your favorite place to be from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday to Sunday, right? So uh, it's Friday, Juma Mubarak. We are, in, we are joined in studio by Selma Demir, artist extraordinaire. Um, and we were just talking about the painting aspect of her artistic expression and, and what that means. But now we're going to transition into the uh, spoken word and the, the singing uh, aspect of, of what she does. Uh, once again, I'll tell you, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let her tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let her tell you. And remember, if you have any, if you want to make a, a phone call and let us know what you think, ask a question, 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. So with that, would you bless us with 
Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Share, 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 share something with us. Okay, so Salam uh, alaikum, everybody. Peace. So before I get into it, just a little quick introduction of this piece. This is a story of a girl. Um, I witnessed her relationship issues as a young Muslim woman and, um, you know, kind of seeing it from the other side. I decided to write a piece on it because I don't write a lot about love. I think it's dismissed with Muslim youth. I, I don't think people talk about it as much as they should. So I'm going to get right into it. You should go and find someone else who could treat you right and give you the world. Someone who understands the man you are. Cause baby, you shine so bright that I would just dim your star. I want you in my life and I want to stay at ease. I want you in my life so we can see each other succeed, please. Don't let me down, I'm on my knees. But you made the decision and you know you wanted to leave. Loving you was almost like a disease. What was your purpose? She to be, she is a queen. His response was defensive, but I forgot to mention. He couldn't put his pride aside just to mention. He didn't want to lose her. It could never come out her mouth. It could never come out his mouth. A black man taught to stay away from that emotion. We're teardrops, but together we're an ocean. He got attention like an ambulance. They ain't got no chance. Can't you see? It's you and me to be. I said this ain't TV. Trying to make an appearance like Tiger and Kylie. But this ain't that. Can we just take it back? Let's figure out the problem, man. Let's try to unwrap. I wish mama never made me take that Prozac. Without reality, life was pitch black. No famous decks, but I broke my back for you. It seems like every time I fall, that stuff is all my fault. But I'm not the one at fault. It's the stuff that you was taught. You knew that I was right, and only God can make me right. All the talent that you got, you know God gave you a life. She said, I could be your wife. I guess I handed you the knife. You stabbed me in my back. Was it all a trap? You wanted me to come back, but I'm not LeBron James, and it's no more playing games. God is always watching, now you gotta pay the fee. Ain't no making plea deal. Soon enough you'll know how I feel. Most merciful God will just reveal. So every time I kneel, I get a taste of heaven. You get so mad, brother, take a break and count to seven. Three shots in his back, RIP my brother Devin. Life is all a blessing, now it's you the one who's begging. Sisters talk about a wedding, please just mind the setting. Is it all so bad that I could look past that I can even consider to break my bread in half? Go ahead and let your fears take over. Go ahead and call old girl over. Just know when it's all over. I'm like a lucky charm for a leaf clover. Leave me and you will never get closure. She starts to feel insecure, as if nobody heard her. She stops wearing makeup for a while because she starts to dislike her natural state. Tears flowing something like a lake, clover, thinking that y'all know her, covered in her Mac, she wanted herself a chauffeur, a show for all these kids, the youngins like the sponges, looking for something simply of their own becoming, they want to be number one on the team, and she want to be the baddest shorty ever seen, he was the softest little man, but as mean as mean could be.
And what did that all mean? I get confused in my own peace because Chicago smoked a little heat. I got a hint of anxiety because I let you lie to me. Her new king, my new king, will never get tired of me. Real recognize real and you'll look familiar. Did you want to break her down or did you want to build her? Shout out to the men egoless and shout out to the queens with no regrets. Even Drake told me when he thinks I look best. Sweats on, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. I wish that you could just sing along. I can't force it. You ungrateful, brothers know they can't ignore it. You know I'm on a mission, can we just forget the friction? You fit the role, call back, no audition. Can I hold your hand? Bismillah, can I get your permission? You really messed up, you put me in a bad position. Now we know your position. I wish mama never made me take that Prozac. Go ahead and let your fears take over. Lucky charm like a four-leaf clover. Thank you. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we, we really should have had an audience, right? No. <laughs> we, we, needed a, we, we needed a full audience. Um, yeah, that, that, that was dope. Thank um, you, thank you. Alhamdulillah. What I, what I also appreciate uh, within this, right, as, as, as a writer myself, is that you wrote from, from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I think that is a, that is a, a gift for, for cause, because everybody, you know, we all have different ways to express. And sometimes what we need to come out doesn't always come out of us. Maybe it comes yeah. out of somebody else. So first off, how long, uh, was that deliberate or was it something like you felt that just kind of just came out of you? Oh Lord, I was hurt. I was very hurt for her. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, nowadays, being young and even like even adults yeah. you don't always get a book of instructions for life you don't like and every like like everybody knows this okay except for the people living in la la land you know we have to pray for them but realistically you can't just plan out your life and i think when you're watching someone grow and become the person that they're you know, that, that they believe that God wants them to be and the woman that God wants them to be, all of it. When you're watching someone grow and you see another person interrupt and like really just disrupt the process, it hurts, but from a very different, from a very different way. I, I don't feel like it was a heartbreak. I feel like it was it was a very specific pain that it just needed to come out. I was just, I was angry, I was confused. Like, when you see a lot of things going on in the world, you question it, but I don't think there were any questions. Again, I just feel like I was like, what is this? You know, like, let me just write it all down, get it all out, and that was that was it. So did the, uh, did the friend hear the piece? She did, and she was upset with me. Um, she felt as if I was not only putting her business out there, um, even though, thank God, you know, there was no reference of who it was or anything. I just, I think that she was more so embarrassed and ashamed that it was that clear. And it was that, um, it was extremely visible that her growth was like really interrupted. Like it was just, it was just, she, it was just, ugh, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say. It was just there. You know, I don't feel like she got an opportunity to even process what was going on. 
But the fact that I was like sitting down and I was thinking about it and I was trying to process it and go through all of the thoughts and ideas of, you know, okay, how can we help her? How can I do this? How can I do that? Do I need to beat him up? What do I need to do? <laughs> really, you know, I was, I was really trying to think, you know, like I was, you know, asking God for some answers and I just, I started writing and I feel like I got it all out. But again, I don't, as an artist, I feel like sometimes it's not our story to tell. And I feel like we have to be patient um, with ourselves and with God. And we have to really take a step back and kind of let things play out. Mm -hmm. Because like, as a poet, everything I go through, I'm like, let me write this down. You know what I mean? Everything I go through, I pull out my notes on my phone and I'm already typing and I'm already ready. Rhymes on the tip of my tongue. I'm already ready to, you know, perform this, perform my anger and let everybody know. But I just feel like as a learning artist and as a growing you know, woman, I feel like I have to be more patient with the people around me. I have to give it time. I have to give them time. Again, it's, it's not always your story to tell, so. Well, that's an interesting, um, that's an interesting perspective. I think that you know, and of course, I'm not. I'm only giving my perspective, right? And 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 somebody else has a different one. But again, I go back to the idea of when you produce something, you give something, you give voice to something. Uh, there is a there's a healing in it. At least that's, and it depends. I guess it depends on on where you where you're writing from. Um, and I I found like the the poets that have have always, uh, or the poetry that has impacted me most, I think has always been that where there's an element of, of healing or of, of resolve in it, mm -hmm. that you've been presented a problem and at the end of the problem there is, uh, there's kind of a, a light at the end of the tunnel, um, as opposed to, you know, just, it's just all gloom and doom. Um, what, where do you write from or does that change? Uh, is there a particular, you know, do you write from a position that you say like you want to, you're angry about something, do you write from anger? Do you write from, you know, frustration, from love? Uh, um, I feel like it kind of changes, but the two, the two biggest things that I feel like when I'm writing, I'm either really angry mm -hmm. or I feel very in love with an idea mm -hmm. or with the future or even with a person, a friend, um, even spaces, healing spaces. And, you know, I just, it's just a feeling of self-love um, and love for God. It, it just moves you. And I mean, like, I don't know how to explain it, but none of this would have been possible um, if it weren't for God. So I feel like when I am writing about love, I like to remember God. I like to remember that um, this is not the end of the, you know, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. um, the pain I'm feeling or the anger that I'm feeling in my pieces are not necessarily going to shape me into the person I am going to become, but it is an important chapter in my life that I don't think can just be, um, you know, flipped through like a biology book in high school or something. I feel like it's more serious than that. It's just a lot of mixed feelings when it comes to poetry. You know, as an artist, you just, you're up and you're down and you're left and you're right. And so it, it's, it's a lot, it is. So you started off the piece 
I mean, with the real serious, like, Jasmine Sullivan vibe, <laughs> right? Yes. So is that, is, the, is that its own expression, uh, the singing? Is that something that you do, that you devote uh, time to separately? Or is that something you, or do you just incorporate it within your poetry? Um, I like to incorporate it in my poetry because I feel like it kind of sets the mood. Um, depending on what I'm performing, um, either it'll be a Nina Simone song. Um, Nina Simone is extremely powerful. Um, Blackbird, Feeling Good, she's just an amazing artist. Yes, she is. Or it's Jasmine Sullivan. Um, it's usually one of them. It's I've never really performed any other um, artist or any singer, but I feel like I connect really well with artists like Jasmine Sullivan like Nina Simone, um, and also, you know, also like Adele. I have to give some props to Adele. Um, growing up and having having a deeper voice as a woman and being an alto, um, I was picked on a lot. Um, a lot of people would make a lot of comments about the way I speak and, you know, all, all, all that stuff and, you know, elementary stuff and high school stuff. And when I heard artists like Jasmine and like Adele and even like Nina, I... I felt like it was okay to sound the way I sound. And I felt on top of that, I felt like it was okay to express yourself as a woman without being called dramatic or, oh, she's just exaggerating. You know what I mean? I feel like it brought a whole nother perspective. Jasmine is very deep in love. Nina is very, 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 I know her on a first name basis. She's very <laughs> deep. She's very, very deep about the black struggle yes. and the woman's struggle, and she knows what it is. And then Adele, she's, you know, she's just Adele. I don't know how to really describe her, but. She's phenomenal, though. Yeah, she's um, an amazing singer. So mm -hmm. that's where the singing comes from. Okay. Well, uh, let me ask this. Are you planning to, um, are you planning to, to embrace this? These, these talents and I mean to hear that you just started painting a month ago uh, that's 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 crazy uh, but are you planning is art going to be a part of your future uh, as we start to, to wrap it up because I'm looking at the time <laughs> but yeah but is art going to be a part of your future like performing um, first things first um, my father I know you're probably listening to this so, <laughs> so I want to be I want to be a lawyer <laughs> Um, I do want to be a lawyer. I want to be able to advocate for communities um, who don't always have fair opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's it's a lot of barriers. For example, the South Side of Chicago, mm -hmm. I'm currently doing a lot of work in Inglewood trying to um, help with language barriers, financial barriers, whether it's the corner store, whether it's a teacher not understanding a Latino student. It's a number of things, but I feel like once I become a lawyer mm -hmm. um, and I'm certified and I have everything I have, you know, everything to be um, as vocal as I want to be, I feel like I can really set different types of artistic and creative and, and I can really create holistic spaces for young people to be able to express themselves, um, but through, not just through any type of program, through educational programs mm. um, and through healing programs and even universities and colleges. I feel like as a lawyer, I could really use that and run with it so oh. inshallah yeah i'm definitely thinking about doing it um hopefully i'm gonna drop a mixtape soon okay yeah so everybody you know stay on the lookout for my mixtape all right so uh, are you on social media can uh people can people yes. follow you uh 
Stay um, tuned when you when you do drop the mixtape. Yes, everybody, stay tuned. You can follow me on my Instagram at its dot s e l m a a a. So it's its dot selma with three a's. So follow me on the gram. Okay, I'm glad you said it like that because I was thinking like that's really. Okay, it's so that's a lot yeah. simpler. It's, it's dot, dot Selma, Selma with three A's. Three A's, yes. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Very good, very good. So we, we are definitely looking forward to you know when you do drop the mixtape. Yes, um, inshallah, God yes, willing. Yeah, and, and we pray for your continued success and your continued expression, um, and just your voice as a. Uh, we need, you know, we need young, and I don't say young in a patronizing sense. I say young with meaning that you know inshallah you have more time ahead of you than than, than some of us that are uh that are older have you know inshallah right so you know may allah bless you to do Thank as much so good much. as you can and bless your family inshallah. your parents your mother your father your sisters i mean yes so um radio Stein family we are we are coming to the wind down um we thank you as always for tuning in uh, this is a Friday. This is a great day. Hope that if you've been listening to us in traffic, that you have made it to your destination and that, you know, you are in for some relaxation. Uh, let's not forget about that homework, though. Um, call those uh, state, uh, those uh, senators and put some pressure on for, for Puerto Rico. So our engineer for tonight is Leonard. Leonard is pulling double duty. He was an engineer last night, too. All right. Thank you so much, Leonard, over at WCEV. Um, our producer for tonight and your host, yours truly, Tariq El your producer and host, but always your brother. That's the, that's the bottom line. Our engineer, the impressive, always impressive, Ibrahim Beg doing his thing. Um, the views of the host and guest are theirs. They are not indicative of the position or views of Sound Vision. Let that be noted. Uh, we pray that everybody listening has a great weekend, uh, that Allah protects you and your families, uh, gives you peace. And I am going to, as always, leave you as I greeted you with assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.